Welcome back, everybody. My name is A.B. Ridgeway, and I'm the owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management and the host of Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things. And we understand it's hard for people to find financial information that they can understand. Too often, people feel powerless to change their investments when they don't align with the Word of God. This podcast provides commentary on current financial topics from a biblical perspective so you can fellowship in the spirit and master your finances all in one listen. So if you're ready to fellowship, because I'm ready to speak, let me clear my throat <clears throat> and let's make this happen. Daddy, what are you doing? Um, I'm recording a show. Oh. Welcome back once again, everybody. We have an exciting episode for you today. If you are new to the podcast, be sure to go to the website or click below to subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. And if you are already subscribed, you know we love you. Now, back to the topic at hand. We're going to discuss, do you feel unfulfilled in life? Do you feel that if you just had some more money, that life would be perfect? What would have to change in your financial life for you to be happy? And we'll be answering these questions and more on today's episode. To start... I think I'm going to piggyback off of our last podcast where we discuss money is not the root of all evil. We broke down 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10, and, and we realized that money itself was not evil. But when your love for it is so great that it causes you to stray from your faith, then it is. And, and I don't want to spoil anything. So if you haven't listened to that podcast, you know what you could do after you listen to this one. <laughs> But today, we'll be talking about Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 10, and the scripture that reads, Whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This, too, is meaningless. Once again, this, the scripture is speaking on the love of money and the many downfalls of it. Now, I'm down here in Louisiana, but anyone who has had the pleasure of being on the open blue sea knows one thing. You do not drink the salt water when you're thirsty. And why is that? Because when you drink salt water, you are never satisfied. Your thirst becomes insatiable. And the more you drink, the thirstier you get until you die of dehydration. Let's just be very honest here. But many of us wonder why we are unfulfilled in our financial lives and our lives in general. We wonder why we jump from bank to bank chasing uh, any additional savings yields we can find. And, and we're ready to liquidate our assets at every market correction, even if it means that we might possibly have to pay another sales charge to get back in. And I think MIT actually did a research uh, paper on this, how men over the age of 45 are more likely to liquidate a large majority of their assets during market corrections. That's MIT. That's not me, though. But let me tell you this. It is the insatiable love of money that destroys the mind of the investor. It's the love of the wealth that is so strong that they can neither enjoy their income or be satisfied with it. So remember when we were in school, uh, we should try to figure out who had the most imaginary money, right? You know, I have $100. Well, I have $110. Well, I have a million dollars. Well, I have a million and one dollars. I have infinity, right? I mean, the first time I heard about infinity, I mean, literally, I was stuck. I mean, I was heartbroken because, to my knowledge, nothing could beat infinity. Until one day, you know, two kids were there going back at it, right? So I have $100, you have $100, and, and I have a million, and, 
And like clockwork, here it came. I have infinity. And the room got silent. I knew the feeling that kid had. The shame. The understanding that he was just embarrassed in front of all of his friends. But for some reason, he had a small smile on his face. He looked at the kid straight in his face and said, I have affinity plus one dollar. And it felt like the whole room exploded in cheers. It was like Rocky in the last round. Everything was in slow motion. And I just stood there kind of quiet, watched all the kids jump up and down. And for that day, that kid was a champ. So what does this story have to do with money? The kid had infinity. All the money in the world in the definitive sense. And don't worry, we're, we're going to bend some of the mathematical rules here for the kid's sake. But he did all the money in the world. And here's this kid with all the money plus one. Insatiable. Unable to be satisfied, not even with infinity. So there's always going to be more money you can have, more cars you can buy, more clothes you can wear, more trips you can take, and more food you can eat. Always. But as people of faith, when do we say enough is enough? And for, for me, the key person here is you, right? So when do we say enough is enough for me and realize that the key person here is you? How much is enough for you? It's 2021 and shaming seems to be the buzzword that is going around. You're shaming this and you're shaming that. And, and it makes me think, are a majority of people being money shamed? And, and that's why the love of money is so strong. As a society, we are being shamed into working 12, 14 hour days. I think there's a phenomenon in China uh, called uh, nine to nine, 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 six. Right. I think it's working from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. six days a week. It's like nine, nine, six. And we are being shamed into comparing our paychecks. And are we being shamed into thinking our value as a person is directly related to the amount on our checks? And I want to say yes. As the scriptures say, this is meaningless to love money is meaningless. That's why my clients and I rarely talk about the amount of money. We are focused on what the money can do. And we are focused on trying to figure out who we can serve with the assets God has provided for them. And the question we answer is not if we can make uh, a 5.6 return instead of a 5.4 return. We are sharing stories of how they spent $2,000 to feed the homeless and bring them food. We're discussing how they can distribute their dividends to have some extra cash for donations and sponsoring an event at their local charity. Oh, and, and quick side note. Um, I don't want to forget this here. I'm sorry. As we take a brief little pause, if you're looking for a financial advisor, because I'm assuming everyone has one, make sure you visit us on our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com and download our spiritual guide to making biblical decisions. It's a free resource that provides you some ideas to consider when making major life choices, such as who's going to manage my money. And if you want to give us a chance, you can also schedule a consultation directly through the website uh, you'll speak with an advisor, fellowship with them, we'll customize the financial plan for you, and you'll be well on your way to living a faith-based life you deserve. Okay, so so where were we? I was just about to thank you for listening. Because, <laughs> I mean, truly, truly, I'm glad that you're listening to this podcast because I'm here to tell you 
A Secret About Wealth. There is nothing more satisfying than seeing the eyes of a client that knows they have enough money. And no one can shame them out of it. They love their lifestyle and that is it. I was recently having a conversation with my wife and she's thinking about starting a program through her nonprofit to help young girls learn to code. Um, she's an engineer and um, engineering is a male dominated industry. So she wants to teach you know, them young to let them know that a woman can be an engineer and do it well. So she's exposing them early. And, and I think it's a wonderful idea. But my one ad was you should also teach them how to find what they like in coding. See, coding is pretty generic. You could write code for video games. You can go into healthcare, law, cybersecurity, or social media. There are hundreds of industries you can go into, and how much you like that industry is going to determine how much you like to code for them. So the big question was, how do you know if you like something? And we came up with the answer when no one can shame you out of liking it. No amount of sarcasm, ridicule, or gloating can make you not like what you are doing or who you are. And that's when you know you truly like something. And in my client's eyes, I know they like their lifestyle because we have planned, we have set goals, and we both know in our hearts, unless there is an act of God, that they'll be okay. And no one shames them into spending half their life savings to buy a bigger house or an exotic car because if they truly wanted it, as some of my clients do, they would have put it into their goals. So let's bring all this back full circle and kind of tie it into today's message, which is about being content. There is a huge difference between being content and being complacent. My clients are not complacent. They don't want to give up. They don't think, ah, I don't need to do anything. I don't need to invest. I don't need to strategize. I don't need to save. I don't need to do any of that. Right? They still want to grow their assets. They still want a solid return. They still want to reduce the risk in their accounts, and they still want to preserve what they worked their whole life for. I'm not telling them to throw that away. I don't want anyone to be confused here. But the difference is that they are content with what God has blessed them with. They have faith in God's will. Now, if the market goes down 5 to 10%, they understand fluctuations and it's God's will. Also, if they're up 5 to 10%, once again, they understand it's God's will. My clients are neither too excited for ups nor too disappointed with downs. They understand it comes with the territory and they are not in love with the dollar. They are focused on living their lives and living out their purpose. That's what that's what gives you meaning. That is what's meaningful. So if there's anything I want you to take away from today's podcast is this. Loving money is meaningless. Loving your life is everything. I hope you've been blessed. This has been another episode of Financial Advisor Say the Darndest Thing. I hope you learned something about being content in your lifestyle, growing your assets to your satisfaction, not allowing others to shame you into pursuing money instead of pursuing life, and that it's all God's will that shall be done. So allow him to work in your financial life as he sees fit during the ups and the downs. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. The subscription form should be at the bottom of the website page. This is where we'll be sending out our episode updates, weekly devotionals, and other surprises for you directly to your email. Be sure to click what you want, scroll over what you don't, but always be sure to open it up because you never know what blessings God may have inside for you. Until next time, I am A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management. I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. Daddy, are you done yet? Almost. Why?
Come, Isaac, come inside.